From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Demer. Today is our week in review, and it's also Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas to everyone. And that's today on the Decrypt Daily. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the show. Today is Saturday, December 24th, 2022. Again, Merry Christmas to everyone. I hope you're having a great time with your friends, your family, dinners, food, gifts, Santa, reindeers, elves on shelves, and all of that. Got a letter from a listener, and this was actually a criticism on the show. And, you know, when I, every time I get criticism on the show, I want to reach out to you guys and say, hey, is this spot on? Is there some truth to it? Because, again, I want to make a show that you like, and that's beneficial for you, the space, everybody that's involved with this podcast. He says, SBF's intent was not bad or purely business. All banks work on fractional reserves. Look it up, please. Hatred of innovation might knock on your door next. I hope not. I will stop, have stopped listening to your podcast for 90 days unless you focus on the industry and bring value and not waste listeners' time. Merry Christmas and happy holidays. And that was from Kunal. Okay, so when I get criticism on the show, I always look inward. I always look retrospectively. So how can I make this show better? Because I'm making this show for you. I'm making this show for the industry. I'm making this show for Decrypt. And so if you ever have a problem, do as Kuno did. Please write in MatthewAaron at Decrypt.co. My email is in the show notes, but I have to reply to Kuno now. He said that SBF's intent was not bad or purely business. Banks work on fractional reserves. First of all, stop there. Sam Bankman-Fried is a fraud. He stole people's money. Nobody, when they were using FTX, thought that they were depositing their money in there and it was being traded over at Alameda on high margin trades and they were losing their money and that FTX would eventually be illiquid. Nobody thought that and that was not what anybody signed up for, to lose their money. So, no, he stole people's money. He's a fraud. He is bad. He knew what he was doing. He might have a gambling addiction. So, yes, he was bad. Second of all, all banks work as fractional reserves. Yes, and I understand that there is a big benefit for fractional reserve. You're lending out money, we're creating growth and putting capital into the markets and people are able to take out loans and people are able to grow countries, homes, personal finance, wealth, businesses. I get it. But when I got into the crypto space in 2016, I never thought that crypto would be banks 2.0 or just a tokenized bank. I never thought that we would just be using the same rule book, the same guidebook to make the crypto space. DeFi was created as something more inclusive. We were banking the unbanked. We were making sure that even poor people had the same financial tools as Jeff Bezos because with those tools, you can leverage what you have, even if it's a little, to make a better life. That's why I'm in the crypto space is to create something more inclusive, something more transparent, something more honest. And so it's not innovation that I hate. It's that the innovation that we're seeing is becoming what the banking industry is, something that's shady, opaque, that's not actually correcting a system that we see that there are flaws on and, and correcting those flaws and building on to make a better system, but just using the same building blocks to do it now 
on tokens in digital. So I'm not never hating on innovation. I am always for innovation. And the last thing you said is focus on an industry and bring value and not waste listeners' time. I hope I'm not wasting anybody's time on this show. Again, if you have any questions or comments or replies to Kuno, please email me, MatthewAaron at Decrypt.co. So that was my reply, Kuno. Thank you very much for writing in. Um, again, I hope that I'm not being, being too much of a hater these days because, look, there's a lot of things that are going on in the crypto space right now that I think we're going to see come to fruition that's not in a good way. But remember, we're still building toward the future. There's a lot of still great products out there and projects. So I'm still hopeful. I'm still in it. I'm still a hodler. I'm still here six years later. I just want to see good, honest companies that create inclusive financial environments for everybody to use. I hope that's not being a hater. Merry Christmas to you too. Now let's get into those crypto prices. And the time is noon Eastern Standard Time on December 24th. Yes, it's a later start today. Why? Because it's Saturday and it's Christmas Eve. So, eh. Bitcoin is sitting at $16,848. Pretty much even from yesterday. Ethereum is at $1,220. Also pretty much even from yesterday. Tether is number three. USDC is number four. And Binance is at 244 down a half a percent. Running off the top ten, we have XRP, BUSD, Dogecoin, Cardano, and Matic. Total market cap, we're at $810.8 billion. 40% BTC dominance, and 18.4 F. Moving into our weekend review, we're going to start at Monday. It's a good place to start. President and COO of Activision Blizzard is the new CEO of Yuga Labs. And the new CEO had a hand in developing well-known brands as Call of Duty, World of Warcraft, Diablo, Overwatch, and Candy Crush. His resume also includes 16 years in Google. Binance.us has emerged as the highest bidder for bankrupt Voyager's assets. They're going to pay around $1.022 billion for Voyager's crypto assets. And their crypto assets are valued at around $1.002 billion. On Monday, we also heard that Dutch cryptocurrency exchange Bitvavo says that 820 million euros or $297 million are stuck in Digital Currency Group or DCG. And Bitvavo says that DCG is experiencing liquidity problems. DCG is the owner of Grayscale Bitcoin Trust. It is a fund that enables investors to gain exposure to Bitcoin without buying Bitcoin themselves. And it's currently trading at a discount of around 49%. Will Clemente, he's the founder of Reflexivity, he said this in a tweet. Several crypto coins related to Barry Silver's DCG have been selling off aggressively. Filecoin, Zen, Ethereum Classic, Near. Carl Zero X said this in a tweet that if Grayscale is insolvent, they'll be forced to sell off its largest hodlings. And what they're selling looks like to be their largest hodlings. And like we said before, people are predicting if this is true, Grayscale needs to sell off their Bitcoin, it would be disastrous for the market. Moving into Tuesday, we heard that Grayscale Bitcoin Trust is hitting deeper discounts day by day as the firm's CEO is now weighing new options of how to shore up investors so it doesn't have to sell its Bitcoin. What he's doing is trying to wait it out. He's trying to convert Grayscale Bitcoin Trust into a Bitcoin ETF. If that happens, saves the day. If it doesn't, gonna need some liquidity very fast. Grayscale CEO said, If we're not successful in our legal challenge in all applicable courts, and we conclude that there's no possibility of legislative or regulatory clarity that would allow the conversion of Grayscale Bitcoin Trust into an ETF within a reasonable time frame, we would explore other options to return a portion of Grayscale Bitcoin Trust capital to shareholders. 
In some FTX news on Thursday, we heard that FTX's bankruptcy proceedings has warned that political donations made by Sam Bateman Fried or other executives should be returned by the recipients. The recipients of this money are cautioned that making payments or donations to third parties, including charities, in the amount of any payment received from FTX does not prevent the FTX debtors from seeking recovery from the recipient or any subsequent transferee. Meaning, you better give the money back to FTX. Don't just give the money away and say, ha, I don't have it anymore. These people have it now. It's not going to let you off the hook. A major pro-Democrat political action committee, a PAC, plans to return $3 million in donations made during the 2022 midterm elections. He's going to return $1 million donation made by Sam Bankman-Fried and $2 million made by Singh. And finally on Tuesday, we heard that Epic Games is going to pay a big fine of around $520 million for two reasons. One, failing to protect children's privacy and deceptive practices regarding in-game purchases. On Wednesday, we heard that Coinbase hit an all-time low, $32.95. When I reported it on Wednesday, it was $35, but it went down even lower than that, $32.95. Right now, it's sitting at around $35. You're going to scoop it up? Let me know, Matthew Aaron at Crypt.co. Also on Wednesday, we heard that Binance is stepping up its regulatory efforts in the United States by announcing that it has joined the Chamber of Digital Commerce. It's an American lobbying group in D.C. to help establish policies that benefit and protect users. Core Scientific is a Bitcoin miner, and one of the largest Bitcoin miners, by the way. They announced on Wednesday that they're filing Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Core Scientific went public, and since they went public, they saw their stock tank 98% in 2022. When they went public in July of 2021, their valuation was $4.3 billion. Today, it's around $78 million. And finally, the most interesting news on Wednesday, in my opinion, was Paxful decided that they're going to delist Ethereum from its marketplace. And the CEO said, we finally kicked Ethereum off our marketplace. 11.6 million humans safer. Integrity over revenue. And concluded with, Bitcoin is the only honest money. On Thursday, we saw that SBF landed in New York, actually landed in New York Wednesday night, and he's going to face multiple charges, including wire fraud, securities fraud, and money laundering charges. All in all, Sam Bankman-Fried is facing eight criminal fraud charges from the DOJ, Department of Justice. Oh, by the way, that was also the day that we found out that FTX's co-founder, Gary Wong, and CEO of Alameda Research, Caroline Ellison, flipped on SBF. There, I think it was like singing like a bird. Also on Thursday, we heard that Senator Pat Toomey has quietly introduced another piece of crypto legislation. It's called the Stablecoin Trust Act. It's an acronym for Transparency of Reserves and Uniform Safe Transaction. And it would establish a federal regulatory framework for payment stablecoins and is designed to guide Congress toward the path of sensible regulation of cryptocurrencies. He said this in a press release. I hope that this framework lays the groundwork for my colleagues to pass legislation next year, safeguarding customer funds without inhibiting innovation. This bill will also ensure that Federal Reserve, which has displayed significant skepticism about stablecoins, won't be in position to stop this activity. And finally on Thursday, BC Hydro is a state-owned electric utility provider in Canada, it, obviously BC and British Columbia. They paused new electricity connection requests from cryptocurrency miners for 18 months to support the province's climate action and economic goals. They said that cryptocurrency mining consumes massive amounts of electricity to run and cool high-powered computers 24-7, 365, while creating very few jobs in the local economy. 87% of British Columbia's electricity comes from hydropower, 
And so it looks as though that they're facing requests from 21 new Bitcoin mining projects. And their projected power usage of these 21 new projects is about 1,403 megawatts, which is enough energy to power 570,000 homes or 2.1 million electric vehicles for a year. And finally, yesterday, Friday, we heard that Sam Bankman-Fried will be able to spend Christmas with his family after a judge approved a historic $250 million bond. But he's just not going home. There's some, you know, criteria there. He's going to have to surrender his passport. He's going to be on house arrest with monitoring. He's going to have to live in his parents' home. Don't go anywhere else. And he can't start any new businesses, which is probably a good thing. You're probably wondering, where did he come up with $250 million? And was that customers' funds? No, that's not what it was. His parents put up the collateral in the form of their home to get him out of jail. Zillow estimates their home to be worth around $4 million. I think that's a little low. I think it's probably more like 5, 5.5. It's a 3,092 square foot house with a pool in Palo Alto. The surrounding homes are around 1,800 on average, 1,800 square feet, and are valued around 3.3 million. So they put up their house to get their kid out of jail. We also heard yesterday that Caroline Ellison and Gary Wong are singing like a bird. And because they're singing, everybody's listening. And we're hearing much more about the breadth and the depth of the company's finagling or shenanigans. I think shenanigans is a better word. Shenanigans. Well, they pled guilty to all kinds of charges as well. Wong could face up to 50 years in prison. Ellison could face up to 110 years in prison. Let's see how that actually works out. One thing that we came and found out yesterday that it was true that they created a software code, a backdoor, so that they can basically just go into FTX anytime and give Alameda unlimited lines of credit to trade with. And finally yesterday, we heard that the new CFO of FTX is trying to find cash all over the place. And she's doing a good job. She found about $130 million locked up in Japan. She found $6 million that they're going to keep to pay payroll. They found $423 million in unauthorized U.S. institutions and $485 million already in an authorized deposit institution. So she's doing her best to try to track down all that cash to pay people back. Good luck. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. Again, email me anytime, Matthew Aaron at decrypt.co. My email is in the show notes. And until Monday, have a Merry Christmas, and I'll see you then. Happy hodling, everybody.